What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders, from ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities. CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 4 of Ride Proud Rebel by Andre Norton. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The 11th Ohio Cavalry. They had worked their way around the edge of the cornfield, and now they could look out on a hard-surfaced road which must be the pike. Riding along that in good order were a company of men, thirty, Drew counted, and four of those had extra horses on leading reins. He also saw ten carbines, and the owners of those were alert. Stand where you are. The slight man leading that skeleton troop posted ahead. His shell jacket had the three yellow bars of a captain on its standing collar, and Drew saluted. This was the first group of fugitives he had seen who were more than frightened men running their horses and themselves into exhaustion. Rennie, Private, Quirk Scouts, Drew reported himself. Kirby's salute was delivered with less snap, but as promptly. Kirby, Private, Ganos. Captain William Campbell, the officer identified himself crisply. Any more of you? He looked to Boyd, and then at the cornfield beyond. Barrett's a volunteer, Drew explained. There was no time to clarify Boyd's exact status. There's just the three of us. You heading somewhere special, Captain? the Texan asked. Or just traveling for your continued health? Campbell laughed. You might call it that, Kirby, but if we stick together, I think all of us may stay healthy. Kirby turned his horse into the pike. Sounds like a good argument to me, sir. You have any idea where at we are, or where we could be heading? Northwest is the best I can say. If we strike far enough to the west, we may be able to flank the troops spread out to keep us away from the river. Best plan for now, anyway. And the more men we can pick up, the better. Scattered some, ain't we? Kirby assented. You give the orders, Captain, sir. We ain't licked completely yet. There was a low growl arising from the company on the pike as the Texans' comment reached them. They might have run and gone on running, most of that long day. But they were no longer running. They were moving in reasonable order, and to some purpose, with a direction in view, and a form of organization, no matter how patched together they were. Campbell spoke directly to Drew. You know anything about this section of the country? Some. But it's been almost three years since I was here. I know nothing about any Union garrison. Those we'll have to worry about as they come. But you ride advance for us now. Send in any stragglers you come across. 
The night is almost here, and that's in our favor. So Drew and Kirby, with Boyd trailing, ranged ahead of the small troop, and picked up more stragglers they did, some twenty men in the last hour before twilight closed down. I'm hungry, Boyd said, approaching Drew. There's farms around. Why can't we get something to eat? Here. Drew fumbled in the saddlebags he had transferred from Shawnee to this new mount back by the river. He handed over a piece of hardtack, flinty-surfaced, and about as appetizing as a stone. That's the best you'll get for a while. Boyd stared at it in dismay. You can't eat a thing like this. It's a piece of rock. Indignantly, he hurled it away. You get down and pick that up now. Boyd flushed and hot-eyed gazed at Drew for a long moment. The flush faded, and he moved uneasily in his saddle, but he was not out of the range of Drew's attention. At length, unhappily, he dismounted and went to pick the gray-white chunk out of a weed tangle. Holding it gingerly, he came back to his horse. If you don't want it, give. Drew held out his hand. Boy, realizing the other meant just what he said, fingered the hardtack and finally dropped it into the waiting palm. You eat hard, and you sleep on the soft side of a board, if you're lucky enough to find a board. You ride, till your seat is blistered, and until you can sleep in the saddle. You drink mud green with scum, if that's all you can find, to drink. And you think it's mighty fine drinking, too. This ain't. Drew's thoughts flitted back to his meeting with Aunt Mariana on the Lexington Road all saber-waving and charging the enemy and playing hero to the home folks. This is sweatin' and dirt on you and your clothes and going mighty hungry and cold and wet when it's the season for going cold and wet. It's taken a lot of the bad with not much good. And if you don't cut off home now, you'll ride our way, keeping your mouth shut and doing as you're told. Boyd swallowed visibly. All right but there was a firmness in that short answer which surprised Drew. The other sounded as if he meant it, as if he were swearing the oath of allegiance to the regiment. But could he take it? A few days on the run, and Boyd would probably quit. Maybe if they got into some town and the Yankees didn't smoke them out right away, Drew could send a telegram and Boyd would be collected. Drew tried to console himself with that thought, all the time another part of him was certain that Boyd intended to prove he could stick through all the rigors Drew had just outlined for him. But in any event, the boy's introduction to war was going to be as unromantic as anyone could want, short of being thrown cold and untrained into a major battle. They must be prepared for a bad time until they made it out of the Union lines and south again. The night closed down, dark and moonless, with a heaviness in the air which was oppressive. Campbell had to grant men and horses a breathing period. He put out pickets, leaving the rest of them to lie with their mounts saddled and to hand. Drew loosened the girth, stripped off the saddle and blanket, and wiped down the sweaty back of his new mount. But he dared not leave the gelding free. So against all good practice, he re-equipped the tired beast. No mount was going to be able to take that kind of treatment for long. They had half a dozen spare horses, and undoubtedly they could trade worn-out mounts for fresh ones along the way. But such ceaseless use was cruel punishment, 
and no man wanted to inflict it. War was harder on horses than men. At least men could take their chances and had a fraction of free will in the matter. Drew awoke at the tug of his sleeve, flailed out his arms, and struck home. Kirby laughed in the gray dawn. Now that there, kid, is no way to go round waking up a soldier. He may take you for a blue belly, as has come crawling into his dreams. It's all right, amigo. Just time to get on the prowl again. Feeling as if he had been beaten, Drew slowly got to his feet. Men were moving, falling into line, and one was arguing with Captain Campbell. It could work, Captain, the trooper urged. Ain't a lot of the boys wearing Yankee truck they took out of the warehouse? Them that ain't can act like prisoners. Just say we're the 11th Ohio. They's stationed near Bardstown, and it would seem right, them riding down, to take some prisoners. The old man, he's got a rich farm and sets a powerful good table. Might even give us a right smart load of provisions in the bargain. It's worth a try, sir. Rennie, so summoned, Drew reported to their new commander. Know anything about a Thomas McKeever living in this section? Drew's memory produced a picture of a round-faced, cheerful man who liked to play chess and admired Lucilla's pickled watermelon rind to the point of begging a crock of it every time he visited Red Springs. Yes, sir. He's Union. Got two sons with Colonel Wolford. Owns a big farm and raises prime mules. You know him personally? Yes, sir. He's a friend of my grandfather. They used to visit back and forth a lot. Then he'd know you. Campbell's fingernails rasped through the stubble on his chin. So Rennie here could be one of our prisoners, sir. That they might convince Mr. McKeever we is what we say. The trooper pressed his point. Could be. It's gospel truth. We ain't going to get far with our bellies flat on our backbones. And it might work. Now all you men listen. Campbell explained, gave orders, and put them through a small drill. A dozen men without any Union uniform loot, to distinguish them, were told to play the role of prisoners. The others exchanged and drew out of saddlebags pieces of blue clothing to make their appearance as the 11th Ohio. They ain't gonna expect too much. The trooper who had first urged the plan was optimistic. We can pass as close to militia. You hope. Kirby was in the prisoner section, and it was plain he did not relish a role which meant that he had to strip himself of weapons. You. He fixed his attention on the man to whom he must hand his colts when the time came. Keep right alongside, soldier. If I want to get those six guns, I want them fast, and I want them sure. Not about ten yards away, where I can't get my hands on them. Their gnawing hunger drove them all into agreeing to the masquerade. Drew could not recall his last really full meal. Just thinking about food made a warm, sickish taste in his mouth. He brought out the hardtack, which Boyd had so indignantly rejected the night before, and holding the chunk balanced on his saddle horn, wrapped it smartly with the butt of a revolver. It broke raggedly across, and then he was able to crack it again between his fingers. Here he held out a two-inch piece to Boyd, and this time there was no refusal. 
The younger boy's cheek showed a swollen puff as he sucked away at the fragment. Drew offered a bite to the Texan. Right neighborly, amigo, Kirby observed. About this time, me, I'm ready to exercise my teeth on a stewed moccasin. Comanche at that, were anybody to ask me to sit down and reach for the pot. But they rode on at a comfortable pace, and for some reason met no other travelers on the pike. Drew found that his new mount had no easy shuffle like Shawnee's. The gelding was a black, with three white feet and a proudly held head. Might even be Denmark stock. But for some reason he didn't relish moving in company, and left without close enough supervision from his rider, he tended either to trot ahead or loiter until he was out of line. Drew was continually either reining him in or urging him on. Kind of a raw one, Kirby commented critically. He ain't no rocking chair horse, that's for sure. If I was you, I'd look round for something better to slap my tree on. Drew pulled rein for the tenth time, his exasperation growing. I might do just that. Shawnee had been worth fifty of this temperamental, blooded hunter. You take Tejano here. He's a rough-coated old snorter, nothing to make an hombre's eyes bug out. But he takes you way over yonder, and then he brings you back. Nothing. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.